Good evening, everybody. I am Gina B, and the place to be is here with me and Mama D every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the Fox Den. This evening, we have a very special guest, psychic medium Chris George, joining us in the Fox Den. Chris is known for enjoying his cigars, cocktails, and food with friends, and how much he adores his family, brother Danny and his sisters. He lives for his kids, his girls, and his son Jojo, the very special bond he shares with his mother. That is, when he's not torturing her. Poor Miss Daisy. But Chris and I go way back. We met at SalemCon. And who knew that we'd be back there doing the event together? We have been best friends ever since. We held parapsychic events and ghost hunts, as well as the annual-themed para-parties, as C&G Productions. For so many years, he hosted Second Sight Paranormal Radio with several co-hosts. He asked me to co-host Second Sight with him eventually. From there, we created Second Sight Paranormal, and the Paramafia was born. With Chris as the godfather, Genghis Tom Galesi, Jody Toes Del Vecchio, and me, the Parafox. He left the radio as he was doing what he loved to do, his psychic work, what he's best known for. He created Psychic Poker, a method where he gives readings using numerous decks that speak to him, and he's always spot on, and there's always a tear in the house. When he's not doing that, or giving readings, he's teaching classes. Psychic development for adults and for children, mojo bags, candle magic, spells, crystals, so many more. He has performed over a hundred exorcisms. There has been some pretty amazing captures on film of his facial transformations while channeling. He's been featured on numerous TV shows and interviews. And when he or his alter ego are not posting funny pictures, memes, and making us think in general with his daily inspirational quotes, ladies, he's single. Welcome back to the Fox Den, Chris. I never see what I'm doing. Oh, Holy shit! Like, <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> I did not hear that. So, are we ready? Are we ready tonight? Who's going to be in the house tonight? Chris George in the house tonight. Chris George is here in the Fox Den. <laughs> Maybe, oh, and, and 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 wait a minute. It, usually, it's the hand in the Fox Den, but how would we, how would we say? I, the Godfather. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share. Um, yep. Gonna share here too. On the far stand. So that's one share, and then I'm gonna try to share. I'm gonna try to share to a friend's page on a friend's timeline, and let's see. Hey Jody. Hey Lisa. Hey Mary Jane. Share. All right. So oh, I this is gonna be fun. Oh my I gosh, share. we got so many people already. Right? Snow, I like that name. Snow right. Gypsy. Snow, I, I, I'm just going to call you Gypsy because snow is a four-letter word in my book. I just got rid of it like two months ago. One month ago. <laughs> All right. So I shared it to two pages on there. So I'm good. I'm done with my phone now. And now I'm with you guys. All right. Okay. Yeah, very excited. We have um, about 30 seconds before the actual radio show starts. I'm going to play a little intro video for you all. So here's the thing. For you guys who are just listening, whether you're listening on, you know, your show will be live in five seconds. Four, or the anchor, three, go to two, the YouTube one, 
Because then you got to see what we got to show you. Good evening, everybody. We have a very exciting show tonight. And we have, who do we have? Chris George. I'm going to show a little intro video, and then we'll be here with them in a minute. Good evening, everybody. I am Gina B, and the place to be is here with me and Mama D every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the Fox Den. This evening, we have a very special guest, psychic medium Chris George, joining us in the Fox Den. Chris is known for enjoying his cigars, cocktails, and food with friends, and how much he adores his family, brother Danny and his sisters. He lives for his kids, his girls, and his son Jojo, the very special bond he shares with his mother. That is, when he's not torturing her. Poor Miss Daisy. But Chris and I go way back. We met at SalemCon. And who knew that we'd be back there doing the event together? We have been best friends ever since. We held parapsychic events and ghost hunts, as well as the annual-themed Paraparties, as C&G Productions. For so many years, he hosted Second Sight Paranormal Radio with several co-hosts. He asked me to co-host Second Sight with him eventually. From there, we created Second Sight Paranormal, and the Paramafia was born. With Chris as the godfather, Genghis Tom Galesi, Jody Toes Del Vecchio, and me, the Parapox. He left the radio as he was doing what he loved to do, his psychic work, what he's best known for. He created Psychic Poker, a method where he gives readings using numerous decks that speak to him, and he's always spot on, and there's always a tear in the house. When he's not doing that, or giving readings, he's teaching classes. Psychic development for adults and for children, mojo bags, candle magic, spells, crystals, so many more. He has performed over a hundred exorcisms. There has been some pretty amazing captures on film of his facial transformations while channeling. He's been featured on numerous TV shows and interviews, and when he or his alter ego are not posting funny pictures, memes, and making us think in general with his daily inspirational quotes, ladies, he's single. Welcome back to the Fox Den, Chris. How you doing? Okay, okay. I just, I just have to say, yeah, I just have to say one thing. The last picture is my favorite because you see these little cheeks right here. Like, oh my god, it's just like just want to pinch them. That's what happens when you tell me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, for everybody who's in the chat room, I keep thumbing up so that you know that we're not missing you because in Facebook, uh, in, Facebook in the normal broadcast, I, we cannot acknowledge except unless we interrupt our guest and my other co host, the girl over there. So I'll be thumbing up and hiing everybody. Now I'm shutting them go back and I'll go back. <laughs> well, Welcome to the Fox Den, Chris, which was formerly Second Sight, and you and my yes. show. And um, and you like the video. Jody told the video. video is in the chat room, and yes, she she it. And hi, everybody. Hi, everybody that's watching. Hey, you guys, share the video. All right. And again, I'm going to say this. I was saying this at the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. For those that are listening, if you're listening to like even Anchor when this is an archive or the DTM archive and you're just listening to the broadcast, 
go to our YouTube channel, the ho the Fox Den hosted by Gina Bankston, and like it, subscribe to it. But you want to watch this one because I'm going to be showing pictures like that video that was in the front there. You know, that was funny. That was great. You got to see it. Okay. Um, but later on, I'm going to be showing some pictures and I want Chris to explain the pictures. So, you know, either watch this, share this, or go to the YouTube. Okay. So that being said, hi, Chris. How you doing, Gina? Can, can I do your intro? It's yes. been a long time. God, it has been. Go ahead. Gina being the place to be, P Fox, Paranormal Fox, the Paranormal Princess herself, G Spot Gina Bankston. <laughs> Okay, you're gonna have to come up with one for me, okay, Joy? Chris. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. Beautiful butterfly, babe, the magical, the mystical mama D. There you go. <laughs> I'm excited to be on the show. It's been a long time since I I've been on the radio with you. It's been a, at least a year, right? I, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hi, Dave. Hi, Kim. Hi, Jean. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Mary Jane. Hi, everybody. I, I can't, I can't say y'all because there's a lot of you in the room. There are 27 people already. 28 people. Watch one. I'm 28. So. I'm, I'm happy. Nice. I'm glad that you're all here. I really am. But you know, um, I have this list of questions. 42 of them. Yeah, <laughs> and I get, I get the first one. All right. Okay. So, Mama wants to know all these things about you. She mm -hmm. says, it's not fair because I know most of these things about you. Yeah, true. Right. And I just know little tiny bits. But what were you like as a teenager? As a teenager? Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that long ago. So just. <laughs> well, no, I'm 51. I mean, oh, please, so you're still that, a baby. you know, it's not so recent. Um, I was a popular kid. Um, I played baseball. I played football. I wrestled. Um, honestly, I had a lot of girlfriends i was very um you know i was very uh i was out awesome. there you know, i was i wasn't a quiet kid i'll tell you that absolutely not so what what were you like in school uh well it depends on what school you're talking about uh when high when high school well high school was a whole different thing right before high school believe it or not i only had about four friends and you know two of them uh lisa and lionel um but I didn't have many friends in graduate school. I didn't really fit in in uh, in Catholic school. I'm more of a public school kid. Uh, so, you know, I, I did like four years in Catholic school up until the eighth grade. And like I said, I didn't have many friends. Um, but then when I got into high school, everything changed. I went to, you know, public school and, you know, I fit in and I became a big baseball star or football star and all that. I, you know, I had scouts following me all the time for years, you know, until I graduated and got drafted, you know, into the major league. So high school was, um, high school was fun. I wasn't one of those kids that like got into drugs or drinking or anything like that because my whole life was predicated on being the next great third baseman for the New York Mets. Um, <laughs> so that, that was my whole, that was my whole mindset, you know, that and playing football, you know, I had like 90 baseball scholarships. I had 30 football scholarships and, um, I didn't take any of them because I got drafted. And so, you know, my whole high school year was basically all sports. I mean, my whole life was, was you know, centered around baseball. I played on five different baseball teams. Steve Veshi's in the house. He said you started smoking cigars at age seven. <laughs> I started smoking cigars, I would say, well, I was married. So I would say about 15 years I'm smoking cigars. Ah, okay. And he is I love my cigars. Yes, yes, you do. 
Yes, you do. I've smoked plenty of them with you. <laughs> yes. So now, all right. What was your biggest dream that you had when you were like, you know, teen, early twenties? And simple, like I said, uh, you know, my my dream when I was a kid was was baseball. There was nothing else. And nothing else. I didn't care about anything except baseball. That was my whole life. And I was so dedicated. I was driven. I was, you know, I was that kid. You know, I the I remember one of my coaches, you know, I think I was a senior and I was playing in an all-star game and there was like loaded bases and, you know, two outs and we were down by two runs and, and I was up and my father was like, Oh shit. Oh my God. And the coach looked at me and he said, he goes, what are you worried about? He goes, you know, he's going to win the game. He said, no, no situation is ever too big for this kid. He's got this. I wound up hitting a grand slam and we won the game. But so like, like for me, it was just, it just came very easy baseball, and that's all I ever wanted to do. That's all I ever wanted to be until I became psychic meaning Chris George. All right. Is that why you push JoJo so much in baseball? I don't I don't I don't push him. Um, you know, he loves it and I and he's fourteen, he's gonna be fifteen in August. And um I really don't push him. You know, I, I tell him I said, You wanna be great, then you listen to me, you wanna be me. I've watched you, your lives. Oh my God. You are the, the, the father in the stands where everyone wants to say, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, you know what? I support him. You know, you, you know why I'm so, and I don't think I'm hard on him. I just tell him if you want to be great, listen to me. And he does. He listens to everything I say. You know, he's a, he's a great student. And um, I push him, I think, because I think he's better than I was. And I was the best player on the Island. And at 14, I think he's better than I was at 14. And if, if he's better than I was, he has a chance to make it as far as I'm concerned. So, Well, you know, the Mets need all the help they can get. They need a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so do the Jets. <laughs> oh. just, just saying. Just yeah, saying. yeah. We'll see what happens this year. <laughs> I, I say that every year. I, I just want to show you guys something. Something I'm very proud of. Oh, our mug. Oh, yes. I have that. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> I, I have one of those mugs too. I got, you know, I want to see what I got. Do you remember making this book for me? Yes, I do. This yes, I has, do. This book has all pictures of, of oh, us and so in, in the throughout, you know, our our adventures together and parapar. Adventures or misadventures? A little bit of both. All of the above. All of the above. That's why I'm not going to show every page. <laughs> you know, well, there's some pictures that cannot be seen. Uh, all I'm going to say is the, the SpongeBob picture can never be seen. Well, I'll have to see that after the show. <laughs> That's my blackmail picture. I can remember you guys talking about a, a, an event that you did at a at a hotel, and something about somebody, and I think it was Superman trunks. Oh, Superman, yeah. Superman, it, it's like. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no <laughs> recollection of that. You will not confirm or deny no. what you did. At, that was, uh, I what? didn't see it. I just heard about it. <laughs> I know that there's pictures out there. If anybody gets any pictures, they send them to me. Yeah, there's plenty of pictures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, I miss the parent parties. They were great. We had a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, Chris and I, we work great together, awesome together. But what I asked you before was right, what your biggest dream was then was baseball. Right. But what is your biggest dream now? Um, I want my own show, period, end of story. You know, um, I think I belong on TV. I think 
I could do things that other people can't. I think I could do things that have never been on TV before. Um, and, I, you know, and I've come close three different times. And three different times, it just hasn't worked, you know, in my favor. But I'm not giving up. Um, I think eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. All those things, you know, it's... I mean, we did sizzle reels, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But that's what that's what has to happen. Sizzle reels yeah. go, come and go, come and go. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not uh, down. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for my opportunity. When it comes, I'm going to kick that door in and take it. Yeah. Mary James says, I would love that. That would be, yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do remember I had you, uh, both of you, on one of my other shows, which I don't have anymore. Um, and at one time, you had you had done an interview uh, for to be on a show, to have your own show. And I yeah. remember that, that you had said that they wanted you to be more Italian. And I was like, well, what? They, yeah, they call me the godfather of psychic mediums. And yes. they say, you know, um, I'll give you a reading you can't refuse, okay? And the, the thing about being the godfather, it's, it's all about respect. And, you know, because uh, I'm all about respect, especially when it comes to dealing with the spirits. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And um, I so I did an interview with the Sci-Fi Network, if I'm, I don't know, I think it was the Sci-Fi Network. And it was on Skype. And, you know, I was the godfather. I was doing my thing. And, and they loved me. And they said, we want to give you a show. So I, I was very excited. They said, but one thing, we want you to be a little bit more Brooklyn Italian. And I'm like, oh, what do you, who's more Brooklyn Italian than me? So they basically wanted me to be like a caricature of myself. And yeah. I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't dumb myself down. I won't act like something I'm not. I think I'm enough. And if I'm not enough, then somebody else will think so. Exactly. You are more, more, more than, than enough. <laughs> Way more than enough. Yeah, larger than, than life. I try. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, so now, be, okay, psychic, psychic questions. All right, when did you first realize you were psychic? Mm -hmm. Um... Well, okay. Now, I didn't know I was psychic. I was nine, ten years old when spirit first started coming to me. I just thought I was seeing dead people. I thought I was a freak. And, um, you know, it was very hard for me when I was a kid because you got to understand I'm 51 years old. This started when I was nine, basically, 10, whatever it was. So you're talking about 40 years ago. And 40 years ago, you couldn't be a kid talking to the dead and still be the cool kid. You know, you were the freak. Yeah. You know, today, if you're 10 years old and you're talking to, to spirits, you got your own show on MTV. But, you know, back then you it's didn't. So, well, you know what I mean. I'm just, but you know, it's, it's more it's more prevalent. It's more accepted yeah. in today's society. Back then it wasn't. So um, I was, to me, I was the weird kid. And I tried for years to push it away. And I would say I was about 15 years old. And the truth is, every time I do an interview, I say a different age. I don't know. I don't remember the exact age I was, but I want to say, I want to say I was 15, maybe 16, when I finally said to Spirit, you know, please just, you got to stop. I, you know, I, I can't be, you know, Chris the athlete. I can't be Chris the boyfriend. I can't be Chris, you know, that cool kid that hangs out with everybody. If you're constantly chattering in my ears and talking to me and, I mean, I would be talking to my friends and I'd have spirit all around them trying to talk to me at the same time. And, you know, it, it wasn't easy to shut it down. Well, I couldn't shut it down. It wasn't easy to shut it off. I didn't know how to, you know. So I, I was about 15, 16. And I said, you got, please. I said, you, you, you got to let me just be me. And guess what? They stopped. And I mean, periodically they would pop up. 
I mean, literally periodically, like here, there, you know. And then what happened was uh, I got out of the Air Force. I went to the Air Force, you know, after I blew everything with the baseball. Um, I, I went to the Air Force. I got out of the Air Force, met my, my wife. I'm sing- I'm divorced now, but I, w- I was married. And I remember my daughter was just being born, and uh, it was her birthday, her first birthday. And Spirit came to me, and that's when it it, it started all over again. I, I remember... Um, and I've told this story so many times. I know you know this story, Gina. You know, I remember I was about two, two thirty in the morning, and uh, I was watching Sports Center in my living room. I had fallen asleep, and when I woke up, there was like twelve to fifteen spirit in front of me, and it scared the shit out of me because I mean, you have to understand when I see spirit, I don't see it like you see in movies where they're transparent or they're just a shadow. I see them like I see you, like mm-hmm. I see me. You know, it was it was full body. It was. It was full and it freaked me out because I couldn't see the TV because they were in front of it. And that just blew me away. And, and, and I thought I was getting, I thought there were people coming to my house to kill me and my family. And then I realized they were from all different eras. They had on different types of clothes and they were from like, I mean, so many different eras. And I just kind of went, I said, is this real? And I remember, um, there was a, the one guy who I would say was the leader. He was um, a short little man in a in a in a, a, a tr- like a trench coat type of thing, old school, with a big top hat and big handlebar mustache, and he went like this, like he was disgusted that I asked that question. And he turned, he walked through my living room, through my dining room, down my steps into the into the basement, and everyone follows him. And I said, "Holy shit, what just happened?" And it scared the hell out of me. It scared the hell out of me. And then it happened again. Anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, then it happened again a couple nights later. And then it happened a third time. And I remember saying, what's going on here? Right. And he said to me, and I'll never forget. And I didn't hear his voice, but I knew what he was saying. Okay. I couldn't hear them at that time, but it's different now. And he said to me, you know, either you accept who and what you are, or we're going to haunt you for the rest of your life. And I just kind of went, what what do you mean you're going to haunt me for the rest of my life? He says, either you accept who you are and what you are, or we're going to haunt you. And I said, what do you mean who and what I am? And he said to me, he goes, you've failed at everything you've ever done in your life. And I, and I remember thinking to myself, what, what are you talking about? I played baseball. I was one of the best. I went to the air force. I, you know, I was special forces Then I got hurt. And then I became a mechanic. I started being the, the instructive, I said I was great at everything I've ever done. And he looked me dead in my eyes and he was like, it was almost like a shark looking at me. Like he was like dead behind the eyes. And he goes, and you failed every time. And I, it took me back a second. I said, you know what? You're right. I had the opportunity for baseball. I blew it. You know, I had the opportunity with special forces. I blew it. I had the opportunity in the Air Force to make a career out of it. I blew that too. And and it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, you're right. I, you know, as good as I've been at everything I've ever done, in the end, I always fail. And that was, that was a, that was a punch in the gut. And I remember saying to him, I said, okay, so show me. It was almost like, um, in that moment, I was like taken from here to here. And he was like, yeah, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, kid. Let us show you. And I said, show me. And I remember they turned and they walked through my living room, through my dining room, down my stairs into my, into my basement. The last person was a girl, and I'm going to say she was from the 60s because she had on um, a Rolling Stone T-shirt 
And she just had that whole 60s vibe going. She looked at me, she smiled, and she went, I said, holy shit, am I really going to do this? And I did. And I followed them down those stairs. And that's when school began for me. You know, I, I didn't learn what I do out of a book. I used to teach at the ARE, the Edgar Casey Institute in Manhattan, you know, psychic development. And all these people would come there and they would teach and they were so educated and they spoke so beautifully. But you know what? They sucked at what they did. Everything they knew, they knew from a book. And then I would get up there and I would talk just like I'm talking now, like a regular guy. I wouldn't talk above anybody. I just spoke to them on this level. And it just kind of like worked for me, you know, and everything that I've learned, everything that I know <clears throat> on the psychic realm has been taught to me by spirit. That was spirit was my mentor. Mm -hmm. That is insane. That is so it's so wild. Mm -hmm. Now, now you have what, six, six guides that are like I have about 15 of them. Um there are a few that are my main ones. My main one is Edward Pace. You know, he's a Southerner, and he's the one who talks to me all the time. When I do seances, he's the one that everyone wants to speak to when he comes through. Um, but the interesting thing about my spirit guides is most of them I have, I would say, accumulated through seances. Like going to people's houses, doing a seance, a spirit comes through that might be a spirit guide for somebody there, and then they just stay with me. All my spirit guides have pretty much been uh, come to me in that in that way, which is crazy. You're a magnet. <laughs> I'm a magnet. He's a lighthouse. He's that shiny <laughs> so, light in the middle of the night and all the butterflies and the bugs keep coming you, to you. You know, Mom, and the thing is, you know, with me what you see is what you get. There's there's no mm -hmm. bullshit, there's no there's no fluff. I I'm 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 real and I think the spirits know that. And you know, the whole thing about the godfather of psychic mediums i know it's like a funny thing and everything but it's true you know that that name was given to me by victor Furman, um who used to be one of my co-hosts and he says yeah you give people a reading that they'll that they can't refuse you know you're the italian guy from brooklyn but the truth is it's all about respect and and i yeah. think you know that the spirit know that i respect them i never taunt i never you know it's it's all about respect for me right and that's why we worked well together too. Like we'd go on a ghost hunt and he would like, he'd even write things down so that, you know, so, so I, I could prove via equipment what mm -hmm. he's seeing and hearing and whatnot. So he'll like either whisper or write it down, say here, you know, like ask this, you know, and then he'll and he'll put like William, the name down. Right. And yeah. then I'll say, you know, well, you know, I'll, I'll ask a question in general, like what happened with this guy and, and what's your name? And, and all of a sudden, you know, William will come through. I mean, that happened at the first para party. Um, I know. Well, that, that para party, when we did that, and I remember Tammy was, was, was yeah. there with us and that was one of the best EVP sessions ever. And then if you remember when I was at your house, we went to that one place where we did, um, that, where we did that. that was, that was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know what I have on here? Hold on a second. I have on here, um, I took him to this place. I investigated this place for a year and a half. It was the brutalist place, right? It, it, it's a, what do you call it? A, a storage facility, so there's nobody in there. Huge building, empty, right? And, um, and I used to clean there. And I would go in there, and I would walk in, and it's like every time you walk in, there was someone saying, I can cut you, I can cut you, I can cut you up, I can cut your throat, I can cut you, I can cut you, right? All this stuff. And everybody there in the place, 
that work there would either start drinking, steal from the company, um, get hurt, you know, all this stuff. Even my, my, um, my son-in-law has a bone that he had to have placed in his neck. And he was like a manager there. But I have two things on here if I can play them. One is I could cut you, the EVP, from that place. And the other one was when I was trying to get rid of it before I had Chris come there. And this this guy, and, he, and I'll have Chris tell you about who this guy actually is. He's trying to make himself out to be really big and bad. And he says, you can't fight skulls in this awful voice, right? So, but but wait and listen to this. Why do you hang around this building? So that was the I could cut you, right? Now that's the class A EVP that wasn't turned up. This one, this next one, I turned it up so that you could hear it louder. Um, so that's why he had like a little sound glitchy in it. But it's it's crazy. So that was good. Yeah. So those that's the place now. I was getting class A EVPs in there all the time. But that one guy had so many spirits trapped in this building. Now I was releasing all these spirits and letting them all go. And you could hear them on the spirit box going, We're free. You know, going one <laughs> one southern woman's like, Julia, we're free, right? This accent and everything going. But that guy stayed there. But I took Chris there and I was like, I can't this guy won't go. You know? Yeah. We found out all about him through Chris. You know? You know I don't remember everything we found out. I remember that he was a deviant and he was um I just don't remember. You know, I forget everything. Yeah, he was bloodletting. He, yeah. he, like, Chris drew out this little picture of, like, one table and seven things around it. And he said it was saying about bloodletting. And in the basement, and there was always this thing about a book being hidden in, in the basement. And Chris asked me if it, it's by writing on a door or something. You kept saying it's writing on a door. Well, down in that basement, in that building, where no one goes, because I asked special permission to go down there because it's a locked facility it's storage right. there's writing on an old door old um elevated door writing on it and right next to it is a tunnel and they collapsed the tunnel because there's a whole bunch of buildings that they were all joined through the tunnels so they collapsed the tunnel so that book that they we're talking about has to be in that tunnel somewhere but mm -hmm. you know he everything that chris said spot on and then then the guy was getting mad as chris's outing him actually saying he's a short fat little dweeby dude right and he's making himself to be really big in death that's right i remember that right yes he said no i see you i see what you look like you know and he's getting madder and madder and madder and things are like crashing around and everything oh my god it was crazy yeah, it was that was pretty awesome that was i that was really really awesome yeah yeah but you know we had to he had to go <laughs> but yeah, speak, he had to go yeah it was time that, yeah, and you and you do that now today. Today you had a consult at one o'clock today. Can you talk yes. about that? What that was about and what happened? Yes. Can I can I bring my my partner on now to talk about that? Absolutely. Come on over here. Greg Nader in the house. Yes. Detective Just a Greg quick one. If I if I disappear, we're having storms. So. Okay. 
So what happened was somebody contacted me about a year ago that she was being attacked by spirit and um, she got nervous and she just kind of stopped talking to me. So about maybe a week ago or so, um, her boyfriend contacted me and I had a conversation with him and, you know, just because somebody says that they have a demon or spirit attachment doesn't mean that they do. You know, somebody who isn't reputable can take advantage of somebody like that. Okay. So what I did was I said, come to my house. Let's have a consultation. And um, she came here and, and this was Greg's first consultation. You know, this is our, our new business together, second side investigations. And, um, you know, he got to sit in on, on the first consultation. And I mean, the thing with me is when, when I start talking to somebody, I just kind of, I, I kind of get lost. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit harder for me to explain. Maybe, Greg, you could explain what was going on while I was talking to them. So it was really interesting. I mean, for, for me, it's the first time um, I'm sitting there and, and I'm just kind of like just taking notes, but watching, observing as my first client. This is totally out of my wheelhouse, out of my element, um, but very interesting. And I, I see for some, now he's not one to really kind of like stop and think of what he has to say. He, you know, he's very quick speaking and he, and, and, and he spits it out. But I could see that he was having kind of a trouble. And I asked him later and he told me um, this guy was like really trying to get into his head. And he was like tripping him up. And Chris had to like fight that away. Um, all of a sudden, you know, he, he stopped. He's like, look, I got to clear the space. And I, I seen him looking down on, on the ground. And later he told me that like, there was like little. Um... There were, I, I like to call them like um, they're, they're crawlers. They're, they're like little spirits that hang really low. They're almost like if you want to see like rats, like spirit rats. And that's what I was seeing. And with this woman, I felt like it was and I call it a demon of confusion. Not that it was a demon. It isn't a demon. But that's just the way it comes into my head. And it was messing with her head. It was making this woman who was really educated, you know, very smart, very grounded type person, really screwing her up completely. Okay. And then um, the spirit was trying to do the same thing to me. So I had to nip that in the bud and do a little bit of clearing. But, you know, the bottom line is she's, she's had an attachment. She thought for two years, I told her it's three years. And then she kind of agreed with me when I explained to her how it was progressively entrapping her. And um, now Sunday, not this Sunday, next Sunday, we have a spirit removal. Awesome. Awesome. And Greg, you're going to help. Yeah. So, um, we're to actually, um, yesterday was like pretty much official today we're we're proud to announce that we're launching this, this new business venture together. Now I'm a, as you know, I'm a retired detective from uh, the NYPD. I did 20 plus years. Um, I worked in a detective squad. I handled, um, all, all kinds of, um, cases of, uh, whether it was murder, death and investigation, suicides, um, right down to thefts and frauds. So we handled an array of different things. And um, now after I retired, after doing 20, 20 plus years, I started a private investigation firm. And um, as, as, you know, right now I, I take on some some insurance fraud cases. Um, every once in a while I'll get some slip and fall. you got to go out and do interviews and, and take photos. But um, more and more I'm starting to see um, some cases of uh, missing persons, some cold cases, People have interest in this where um, the police department just uh, they do the preliminary, they do their, their, their checklist, and then all of a sudden the, the case, um, it, it moves on. Um, whether they could they could solve it, locate, um, and then, um, 
you know, it goes cold. So what we're going to try to do is pick up these cold cases and maybe Chris could um, uh, use his ability and um, and combined we could come up with something unique. We actually, we, we actually there's a kid who went missing three years ago and um, we're actually talking to a mother coming up very soon about working that case. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's, you know, you know what it's like to work with, with your best friend. You know, Greg has become one of, he's like my brother. And, you know, we've become extremely close. And working with him is something that I'm really looking forward to. And you can give him some pointers on working with me, Gina. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is if, if you're going to be working with him and he's doing a spirit removal, um, the most important thing for you to do is just to stay calm, stay level. Don't let the situation get out of hand, you know, because you've got to keep Chris safe and you've got to keep the client safe and, you know, and you don't want the spirit to get out. Gina, i got to tell you what my job was today. What? I had to light a piece of orange and circle around everybody. Oh. <laughs> and I had to talk to the holy, uh, to um, the okay, Archangel Michael, Michael. And I had to ask him to please help us uh, clear his space. <laughs> he did a wonderful job. And um, again, like this is, this is really new to me. So um, I enjoy it. I, I, I think it's fascinating. And I know he's the real deal. And I, I, I totally um, get it. And I trust, you know, um, doing this. Because I know we're going to have success. It's going to be incredible. Awesome. So if people want to get a hold of you to, to do an uh, investigation or deal with a cold case, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, so we, um, we, we're building a website. It's actually under construction now. But there is a Facebook page that I just put up, um, Second Sight Investigation. There's a picture of us. And our insignia with the with the flame in the eye, um, but yeah, um, let's let's get it out there. Let's start uh, liking it, sharing it, because um, you know we're we're gonna just not just stay in in the tri-state New York. We're gonna try to explore and get out there. Yeah, this is the next wow. big step as far as yeah. I'm concerned, and I'm 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 very excited to to do this. And if you do need help, you know, you can. Call I know me. it. I know who to call. Me and, uh, me and Bob could help. You know, we got all the equipment. We know how to use it. <laughs> well, I know you do. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, at any time, and Greg, anytime you need any um, advice on what to do with Chris, too, you know, for, for that type of stuff. And especially oh, channeling, you know, um, because, uh, you know what, that that is a question I wanted to ask you. Like, uh, when did you realize you could channel and then why do you channel, you know? Um, but That's a great question. I'll tell you, and, and this is a great story as far as I'm concerned. There's a famous psychic. Um, I don't want to say her name because I don't like her. Um, and she's a voodoo priestess, okay? Um, all right, I'll say her name. Her name is Jackie Barrett. She's an asshole. Um, and so years ago, yeah, I, I couldn't care less. Uh, she's a very, very well-known, very well-known. She's a voodoo priestess. Anyway, so my ex-wife had a, had a very close friend who was being mentored by this Jackie Barrett. And... Um, what happened was she was doing a seance down in Williamsburg in, in Brooklyn. And she said, well, I heard about your friend, Chris. Why don't you bring him down? I would love for him to come as my guest. So we went to this old um, art studio. It was an abandoned art studio. And there was about 20 people at this big table. And um, she had a husband who, who was into voodoo. And he's playing these drums. And they got the smoke going. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell did I get myself into? And... I remember sitting down, and for one hour, this is what this woman did. You ready for this? She went like this. <laughs> for one hour. When it was over, 
everybody, I, I, Gina, I will never forget this. Everybody's like, oh my God, that was amazing. Could you believe this? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, am I on candid camera? But <laughs> really, I mean, I, I, I didn't know what to say. So she comes over to me. She says, so what did you think, Chris? And I was like, well, if I'm being honest with you. I said, I just didn't get it. You know, yeah. you know, the, the energy did raise in the room, but I didn't get it. She hated me right off the bat. So I went home that night and it was me, my wife's friend, my, my wife's, my ex-wife's niece and her future husband, who I found for her, by the way, psychically. And, um, I remember I said, I could do what she did. I said, if they thought that was amazing, let me see what I could do. And we went in my basement. It was just the four of us. And, and at the time, my son was born and, and he was in the hospital. So Rosemary was with him. And um, so here I am in this basement. And I just did what she did. I just sat there. I cleared the space. Anyway, mm. I invited spirit <laughs> into me. And 45 <laughs> minutes later, 45 minutes later, I came out. All three of them were, were crying. And I said, what just happened? They were like, what do you mean what just happened? I said, I have, what just happened? And they were like, Chris, you are not going to believe this. And that's how it started. I had no idea I could do it. I just had a hunch that I could. And then the big thing in my neighborhood was Saturday night at Chris's house, seance night. And that's how I got my name. That's how I became known is by doing seances in my basement. Yeah. And we used to do that too. When we do um, like our JoJo's here, you know, and, and uh, a few people are in the chat room that have gone on some of our ghost mm -hmm. hunts and parapsychic events, you know. And, like, we'd go to, um, what's that, the mansion? Burnbrae. Burn yeah, we go to Burnbrae and everybody sleeps there. So it's a haunted, haunted, really haunted place. But we had, they had a big, perfect round table to do the seances downstairs. It was awesome. Great dinner, uh, grounds. There was like a haunted walk through the grounds, the cemetery. They had about about a thousand dolls all over the all oh, over the man. Dilapidated looking. It was crazy. Yeah. Last time I was there, I had my broken foot. <laughs> That's right. And Bob was a, a special guest for us there. And he That's right. Carrying me around, carrying me because there's so many stairs. He kept carrying me up and down the stairs. He saved my day. But <laughs> yeah, I know it was sweet. Um, but, and now he sends me hearts in the chat room. Thank you very much. It's my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not discuss this now on air. <laughs> but that that house, the events though. Oh my God! Every there's always someone crying. I would leave the room and I come back and there's either two or three people crying at the table. I'm like Chris, what did you do now? What did you do now? Listen, the it's truth the is, every time somebody cries, I feel horrible. But the other truth is, if they're crying, I did something. I did something, you know, to make that happen. So it was probably something good. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. But now I remember that was the first time I read Bob. Oh right, yeah, it was. Yep, yeah, and um, and I got that. That wasn't the time though. I don't think right. That wasn't no. I was with Sabrina when I got that clear picture of that entity grabbing Sabrina's boob. Yes, that was the time. And that was another time before. And then I had you come, and then you channeled that guy, and oh. someone was sitting next to. Yes, all right. See now, Sabrina. Okay. Let me back it up so everybody, yeah, everybody <laughs> cried. He did. He did. He was one of the criers. A lot of people cried. JoJo cried. Um, I think Althea was there. She cried. I mean, it was like, oh, a bunch of people cried. But no, um, the time before I was there, um, this creeper dude, you know, that I caught on flare 
And it's like, I got Sabrina was sick all day. She had, she was running fevers. We were trying to cool her down. Now she's got a tank top on and she is well endowed. Okay. Very well. So she came down to the room um, at one point. We're sitting in the very far room. There's a chair in a corner and a chair in a corner. I'm in one and she's in the other. And Sabrina goes, is there something touching my my chest, right? And I got the flare going and I just kind of panned around the room and all of a sudden I look over her and there's this big dark thing and it's all and it's got its hand right on her movement. I'm like, yep. And I'm just taking pictures real quick. <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> that's awesome. That was yeah, awesome. And you know, so I'm I'm getting my evidence before I tell her. And then I show her. I turn the camera around and show her the actual picture of this thing. And it's black as black can be right at her shoulder, right on her. She goes like this. Never forget it in a million years. Shoo! Just like that. Shoo! I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you are shooing. She's a character though, so. Oh yeah. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. But, um, but they still, they have that picture in a book there now. So they, they show that picture. Well, what happened was that then when we went and I was doing the seance, I grabbed somebody's boob. Yes. I counted him and I actually grabbed somebody's boob. Linda was sitting next to him and I'm trying to keep his hand down. Like, no, you're not. I think you, I don't remember who it was. It was Linda. Oh, Linda. Right. Yeah. You grabbed her boob and she was just like, <laughs> you know, and then I slapped your hand down. Then you kept on trying to do it, and then like I had to have Linda move. But um, I have no control. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You don't know. You know who's gonna. Yeah. Okay. Gonna For those people who are interested, I will get the link to the Second Sight Investigations um, Facebook page and website, and I will link it into the show at the end of the show because I can't find yeah. it. And, and and the fan page that we, or the or the, the the page that we that we just put up today is brand new. We just did it while we were doing the show, so That's there's why no content there yet, but it's there. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, you know what? It's 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 a beginning. Beginnings. Yeah. Are, you know, Somebody said I better send me a friend request. Well, any any oh, you talking about Greg? Greg, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll get no request, everybody. And anybody who wants to request me, please, by all means, just send me a friend request. Right. I have you in many places. <laughs> I, 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 That's I, not a good thing to say. You know, but, you know. No. Um, let's see. I held a Gretchen. Gretchen okay, I lost, my, I lost my questions. Uh-oh. Gretchen says, I'm starting to use my skills more. I was thinking of doing it online for free any suggestions i get overwhelmed at certain locales it's scary uh, and you gotta say that again you you was very low oh i'm sorry all right she's gretchen remember gretchen from oliver house all right she yes. said i'm starting to use my skills more i was thinking of doing it online for free any suggestions and then she says i get overwhelmed at certain locales it's scary <laughs> The first thing she has to do is she's got to start meditating because that's going to help her slow things down. And when you slow things down, it's much easier to get messages. Okay. Um, that's number one. Anytime she does anything with investigating or any, any type of psychic work, she should clear herself. She should call on Archangel Michael for protection. She should call on Archangel Raphael to send healing. Um, she should call on Archangel Uriel you know, to help with getting messages and stuff like that. Use the archangels to her advantage and always, always, always make sure she uses protection. Very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is the, what's the, your main um, thing of protection that you teach people? Because it's perfect. I use it 
every day, well, every day, especially if I'm going out on investigations. But tell tell people about it. You know, it, it very, it's very simple. And, you know, when I say people think, is, is that really, does that really work? The truth is, yes, it does. And the thing is about doing any type of protection is it's all about a repetition. You have to do it over and over again. And the more you do it, the stronger it gets. And it's so simple. You're gonna. Uh, there are a lot of what I, what, you know, they call themselves white lighters. I am not a white lighter. Okay, the white light is is fine. Uh, I'm a big believer in the golden light. The golden light is the is the is the energy of Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael, who, in my opinion, are the two most powerful of of, of the archangels. <clears throat> and what you're gonna do is you're gonna call on the golden light to come down through your crown chakra, which is right here. You're gonna see it filling your whole body from the inside. Right, you're doing this all with your mind's eye, right here. You're you're envisioning it and you're feeling it, and take your time when you're doing it. You know, anything worthwhile takes time. So you're gonna fill the whole inside of your body with that golden light. Once your whole body is full, you're gonna like have it emanate from your body. You're gonna have it come out about 12 inches. Okay, mm -hmm. so now you're gold on the inside, you're gold on the outside, so you have your protection. Okay, then what you're gonna do is you're gonna envision little mirrors, like square mirrors, pointing outward all around this golden bubble. And you're going to say something like this. You don't have to say exactly what I say, but something to this effect. You're going to say anything negative coming my way, any bad thoughts, bad wishes, negativity, evil, you know, uh, entities, anything that's negative coming towards me, I want you to see your ugly face and go back to sender in the most positive of ways. Now, that's a very important part there. You always got to send a negative mm -hmm. back in a positive because if you send it back in a negative, guess what? You're no better than the person that is sending it to you. And guess what? Why is that protection going to work for you? Why are the spirits going to help you if you're doing something just as shitty as somebody's doing to you? So you send it back in a positive. And if you do that every day, um, what you will find is that that protection gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And I believe in it. And listen, I'm... I, an exorcist, okay? I, I, the Catholic Church don't like when I use that term, uh, spirit removal. I've done 102 of them, okay? That's the protection I use. And if that protection, 103, and if, if, if that protection works for me while I'm doing something like that, guess what? It'll work for you too. Yeah. Right. I know 103 because I did the last three with you. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> that was insane. That, now, that was I like what you said about sending the negative back to the person, but sending them back with, with, with positive. Because right. back in the day, which wasn't too long ago, um, I had somebody send something to me. And I just kept getting this like major, major throbbing pain on this one side of my head. And it only happened when I started to do readings. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this? And I spoke to a friend of mine and she explained to me what it was, who it was, and where it came from. And I said, okay. Um, I called it Godzilla. <laughs> you know? I said, here's the deal. I said, I don't mind having you around, but you got to stop hurting me. But what I suggest is go back to who you came from, give them a big hug for me. And then once everything That's is fine perfect. and settled, come back and see me, but no more pain, please. So every so often I know he's still around because I still get a, like a slight throb, but it's like, okay, just chill out. But after that, send them back with hugs because you know me. I'm like, oh, hugs. Absolutely. And you know what? Like people that are really like, like true empaths, people that are empathic, it's very important for them to do something like that because they get what are known as energetic imprints. People leave their energy with them, okay? I call them emotional boo-boos. You know, they just kind of stay with you. And unless you release them and protect yourself, guess what? It just kind of builds and builds and builds. And eventually, I don't care how strong you are, it has to affect you. 
Yes. So it's really important to, to do this protection every day. I believe in it. I've been doing it for 15 years. Amen. Amen. And another important thing, too, is like a lot of people have been taught um, to go out and hug the tree and, you know, um, push and like Reiki and, and everything and push, push, push the negative energy out. All right. That's all well and fine. But whatever you remove, you've got to replace. You've got yeah. to exactly. In you can't you can't leave it empty because you know what's going to happen if you leave it empty and then haunted asylum. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you know it's interesting that, you, that you're saying that. But last night I think I was talking with you, Greg, about releasing the negative. Um, and you know you mentioned the tree. I'm not big into tree hugging, but I will say this: if you want to release some energy, a great a great technique is to go out into the woods, lean up against a tree, become one with that tree, and then see roots coming out of the, the bottom of your feet into the earth. It's, it's called earthing yourself, grounding yourself, earthing yourself. And what you're going to do is you're going to see all the negative energy leaving your body, going into earth. Okay, You're going to say, leave in the most positive of ways. And like you said, now you're empty. So you have to replenish that. And then you ask the earth to send you all its infinite, infinite, powerful, you know, charged, wonderful energy, and you see it coming back into your body. Another technique that I love, and this is another thing I was talking about last night, is go to the beach. Go into the water about up to your knees, all right? When the wave is going out, I want you to see black, brown, gray, you know, dark colors leaving your body. Then as the wave comes in, coming up your body, you're seeing light pink and light blue and peach and yellow, pretty nice energetic colors coming into your body. And then when it leaves, you see the, the darkness going away again. And that's a great way to get rid of all your negative energy. And after a while, you're not letting any of the negative go because it's already gone. And all you're seeing is the positive coming in. And that's another great way to recharge yourself. Mm -hmm. Clear yourself and recharge. Amen. And I'll tell you, yeah, everybody needs that. Anybody going on investigations, anybody getting into this field, you know, it's not a joke. This is real life things. These are real life situations. There's no jokes. Um, you do need to protect yourself before going in to an investigation or leaving an investigation. Make sure you're clear, you know, and just tell whatever it is. You must stay here. You do not follow me. Because a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, come on. I'll help you. I'll save you. Come with me. Like, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> do not do that. Well, a lot of this, and the thing is, a lot of this is just common sense. Like, I've never personally been on an investigation yet. I will be eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gets over and done with, and I get my passport. We'll be good. But a lot <laughs> of these things are common sense. And to me, anyway, please admit it, but I'm special. Well, <laughs> okay. you think it's common sense, but common sense isn't so common. So, yeah, exactly. And it's, and it, they're not. What, what Chris and Gina are telling you, it's not that difficult. You know, you just got to think, calm, calm yourself down and just go yeah, through yeah, the basics. When it comes to investigating, now Gina's the investigator. I mean, I investigate, but I'm the psychic, okay? Yeah. Um, I'm not big in the investigate, in, in the the on the investigation part. I like to go there and be the psychic. Tell them what I get and let Gina figure it out with her equipment, you know? But one thing that I'm really big in big on is, you know, the whole respect thing. You know, if you go into, um, I remember that we have a place here called the Chrysler mansion. Okay. It's a very haunted place. It used to be a mob chop shop, you know, plenty of people were chopped up there and everything. And I remember I did an investigation there and there were like three or four teams that showed up. There were maybe like 30 people. And I remember two teams were provoking and they were being like really shitty, 
really nasty to the spirit, trying to get them amped up. At the end of the night, I loved, it, and I, I just it just proved it just proved my point about not being nasty to the spirits. They got nothing. They got nothing. And then the two teams that were like really respectful and showing respect to the spirits and you know being kind, they got in uh, um, evidence that just kind of like blew everybody away. They got pictures. They got EVPs. They got so much, so much evidence. It was like overwhelming. And the other two teams were like, well. You didn't get nothing. You didn't even think the space was wanted. I'm like, well, should tell you a little bit something about how you go about doing your investigation. You know, they didn't like that, but it was the truth. It is the truth. It is definitely the truth. Um, because you don't. You, we say it all the time. You don't go to your neighbor's house and kick in the door and demand that they speak to you. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> so you don't. Well, that's a neighbor, but yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, Mama. What else do you want to know about? Chris, before we end up taking our yeah, before we go on our, on our break. station break, okay. When people come to you for a reading, what is the most popular question that they ask you? Well, it depends. I, I mean, a lot of them want to connect with their with their loved ones that have passed, but if it doesn't have to do with that, it's almost always about love. Ah, it's always everyone wants to know about love. Everyone, it, it, it's love, 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 love. If it's not a deceased loved one, it's about finding love. Is my husband cheating on me? You know, and I tell them if I feel that they are. I mean, I told. I remember a woman came to me years ago, and she said, "I want to know if my husband's cheating on me." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, I feel like he has a kid in, in Atlantic City. And, you know, I, I I think he sleeps with prostitutes, just like that." And she thought I was crazy. She paid a private investigator to follow him, followed him to Atlantic City found out that he was sleeping with a prostitute and he had a baby with her. Ugh. So, Ugh. yeah, Good if Lord. it comes to me, I'm telling him. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing with Chris, too. All right, he, he is a very good psychic, and he will not sugarcoat. He will not lie to you. He will tell you what he gets, whether yeah. it makes sense to him or not. You know, that's the thing. You know, there could be a name that comes to him that might not even be, you know, a yeah. or something he'll say it and oh my god that was my great great grandmother blah, blah, blah. you know what i mean so you don't know when you're a psychic you don't know what they're gonna get and, and yeah I, I don't filter it because i tell people don't ask me something you don't want to know do we have time for me to tell you one story about something like that of course okay so um years ago there was a woman who came to me she was like 43 44 and um she asked me if she was gonna have a baby she hadn't had kids and I told her, I said, you sure you want me to answer that? And she kind of stepped back and she goes, yeah, I do. I said, well, I said, I do think that if you want to get pregnant, you will get pregnant. I said, but I need to warn you. I see Down syndrome. I see a heart condition. I see the baby dying in two years. She punched me in the face, threw money at me and walked out. Okay. Let's fast forward two years. I was doing a radio show. And I think at the time River was my, was my co-host, River Wildfire Moon, and I very rarely did live reading shows, okay? But we did on this one this one show. And the, the owner of the network contacts me, goes, there's a girl that says she punched you in the face two years ago. Should I get rid of her? I said, absolutely not. I said, put her on, put her on. So she comes on, she goes, do you remember me? I says, well, I said, to tell you the truth, I don't remember most. I said, but when you get punched in the face, you, you tend to remember remember that person. So, yeah, I do. She said, I said, but you got to refresh me on what I said that made you punch you. I said, because that I don't recall. She said, you told me I was going to have a baby. You told me I was going to have a little boy. He was going to have Down syndrome, a heart problem, and die in two years. 
And I says, well, I said, I said, I apologize. Um, I said, but obviously at that point, that's exactly what came to me. She says, well, I did have that little boy. He did have Down syndrome. He did have a heart problem and he died last week. He would have been two years, two years old. She says, you were 100% right. She goes, I'm only calling to apologize to you. He goes, number, she is number one. She goes, number two, I'm also calling to let you know, I would not have changed one day of the last two years of my life. So she goes, I, I apologize for punching you, but I just wanted to let you know that you were right. And see, I love that because when people come back and give you confirmation, whether we remember them or not, you didn't remember her except for the punch in the face, which is fun. Right. Do that. But you, we don't remember the readings that you give. And it's just there's something that stood out. And that's what stood But she remembered it. And that is, is like major. It's a major bonus for people who do readings, who do mediumship, who do psychics, whatever, to get that. Yeah, this happened. You know, what you did, what you said came to pass. It's important. The validation is very important because there's so many shitty fake mm-hmm. psychics out there, okay? And it makes it so difficult for legitimate psychics to be taken seriously. So that's why when somebody writes something nice about me, I always post it because that's important. And yeah. people always say, you know, how do you know if a psychic is good or not? I said, yeah. go by recommendations. I said, if 30, 40, 50, 60 people are telling you that this psychic is good, try him or her out. The, he or she is probably good. Yeah. Right. Amen. <laughs> that be recommended. Yes, there are way too many, way too many um, bad ones, and they do, yes. and they do ruin everybody's uh, reputation out there. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. We'll, we'll we'll just do a little commercial break here. It's only three minutes, so we'll be right back, everybody. The Fox Den is now proudly sponsored by Vortex Ghost Gear one of the leading fabricators of paranormal equipment. Bob Christopher is the founder and creator of Vortex Ghost Gear. He has decades of investigating, starting with his team at NEPA and as lead in the popular local TV show, Ghost Detectives, he has experience of how spirits could be seen or heard. Using this knowledge, he has manufactured equipment for specific scenarios of spirit manifestation and communication. He is the only manufacturer of the popular, lifelike trigger prop cats and dogs. Using proximity meters wired to lights and sound, these prove to be highly effective communication devices in the field of study. The HTO, another Vortex exclusive, allowing specific items to be the highlight or trigger of your investigation. For example, place the item on a metal tray or attach directly to any metal object such as keys or glasses that continue to go missing or moved. Ask the spirit to touch the item. The HTO will light. It has a sound option as well. This device was used in Travel Channel's Ghost Nation with great results. The dome, a static detector, can be the most useful device in your gear bag. This is to back up the theory that the spirits manifest using static electricity. Using several, you can track a spirit, for example, walking down a hallway, setting off each as it passes. The geophone detects vibrations. This is another way to track movement. If a claim is footsteps in the hallway or stairwell, set the sensitivity and place the device in that area. Its band of lights will show a range of vibrations from the slightest tapping, lighting only a few lights, to the loudest thumping, lighting the entire range. 
The EasyScan Ghost Boxes are very popular due to the ease of use. They are custom decorated to the individual or team using them. Bob programs and uses an Arduino-based computer scanning FM waves to potentially communicate with the spirit realm in real time. Every box is unique and all custom hand-decorated by Gina Bankston. The V-Pod has a special place for those who love the idea of REM pods. Use this sleeker, smaller, easier to transport device. It is a must-have in your gear bag. Take your investigating to the next level with many of Vortex Ghost Gear's unique and custom creations by Bob Christopher. Visit www.vortexghostgear.com to view all the products and get your equipment today. You can also investigate with Bob and Gina with ghostly excursions, taking people to some of the most haunted locations in the USA. Visit www.ghostlyexcursions.com and join us on our next adventure. And we're back. Hey, Chris. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so um, we were talking about I know, right? What's that? Well, why not? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's Vortex Ghost Gear and Ghost Excursions, and hopefully, when the world opens back up again, we'll be going back out doing our investigations and whatnot. All right, I gotta shut my thing off over here. I got I got to answer a couple little comments on the thing. Uh, people are saying they can't find that page. I'm like, maybe it's not published yet. I don't maybe know. maybe it's not published yet. Yeah. Okay. So, so, like I said, we'll we, at the end of the show, they, we'll they put can friend me on. They can friend me on Facebook on the C George, C E E George. And once we have it all published, I'll be putting it out there and inviting everybody. Okay. I sent I sent Greg a friend request. He hasn't answered it yet. Okay. He will. <laughs> yeah. You better. You better, you better accept mama's friend request. I'll come out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kick your butt for me. That's right. <laughs> a lot closer than I am. That's right. So, so, Mama, what else do you want to know about Chris? What is the biggest thing you can tell me about Gina that I can use as blackmail? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Loose lips sink ships. A real friend so will words, never divulge. So, in other words, we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk later. <laughs> I would never, I would never pin her out on anything. No. Oh, I don't do anything bad anyway. No. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> Gina, Gina is Gina's a sweetheart. Hey, Beth. Uh, Gina's a sweetheart. She made the mistake of bringing me on, so I'm going to be the troublemaker. Um, okay. Uh, what sets you apart from mainstream psychics? Um... Well, I don't think I'm anything like the regular psychics. A lot of psychics will get cards and flip them and tell you two or three things. I talk and I talk fast. The messages come very quickly to for me. And, you know, I give people, I only do half hour readings, but I give people more in a half hour than other psychics give them in an hour, even more. Um, I'm not going to tell you that the universe is going to give you everything you want. Um, I'm going to tell you, yeah, the universe might help you, but you need to get up off your ass and make it happen. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm going to tell you honestly, I'm going to tell you as nicely as I can, but I'm going to tell you, um, and I'm not a, you know, 60 or 70 year old, you know, white woman with glasses. I'm, I'm a 51 year old. I'm not wearing my glasses. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm different. I'm, I'm not, you know, 
All psychics don't like me. Like I used to do a lot of um, psychic fairs, which I stopped doing because they just really bothered me. And everybody was very theatrical, you know, who was wearing a sash and putting Florida water on themselves. And me, I sit down, I read, you know, it's, yeah. I don't have time, you know, for the, you know, for the fluff. When you do readings, do you allow, because you, like you say, you do talk quickly and you do give a lot of information. Do you allow people to record the, the, they could do the whatever readings? they want. They could record it. They could videotape. I couldn't care less. I put a pen and paper out there for them to write. Well, now with this coronavirus, I've been doing everything on instant messenger FaceTime. But yep. um, yeah, they could do whatever they want. I have, I have no rules. My only rule is don't ask me something you don't want to know. Can't promise it's going to come to me. If it does, I'm telling you. I like that. Me too. Because there's a lot of people that that like who will will won't cross that won't cross like i know you if, you if you see something not so good in the future you'll tell them but you won't you won't sugarcoat it but you won't be like yo bitch excuse me no. yo, <laughs> yo no, you're gonna die no. you know if you no, have you know, mommy you know the thing with me people see me on facebook and i i do i put funny things out there sometimes yeah. i do my live videos where i torture my mother and whatnot and, and i haven't seen that but poor mama well, people think they maybe they get this certain impression of me. And then they come to me for a reading. And when it's time to be psychic, medium, Chris George, yep. it's all business. Gina can tell oh, you yeah. that. We can be doing something, have this great time, partying, having a good time. Time to be psychic, medium, Chris George. All the other stuff stops. And it's all about yeah. being professional. It's important. Yeah. My, my reputation is very important. As a psychic, all you have is your reputation. Yep. That's it. If and a lot of people don't see suck, that. Nobody will come to you. Yeah, and a lot of people don't see that. They see, you know, like they see the Chris George who puts out those funny things, who puts up torturing his poor mom, and all the other fun things that you do as as Chris, the the the, the man. Okay, but when you become the the medium, you it, it's like flipping a switch, and yes. you just you become serious. And I've I've seen you not seen you, but I've heard you give readings before, and they're the to me, there's a tone in your voice that changes. Yeah, I, I do. I get an, I, I, I go on a whole different level. It's, it's not, it's not me. It's, it's me, but it's a whole yeah. different level. My tone does change. And, you know, apparently I, I move my lips a lot, which I don't even realize I'm doing. Like I talk, yeah, really but I realize I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, Oh, this is cute. He does. Oh, I really can't does. wait to see that. It, it's easy. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even realize I do it. Yep, yep little mouse. Like the little, the little mouse. Like, you got to watch the mouse videos. You got to release the mouse videos. Oh my God. When they come up, I'll put them out there. Chris wears his heart on his sleeve. Yes, he does. All right, I'm going to show a series. All right, first picture I'm going to show has four pictures in it. And I want you to tell me what's going on in these four pictures. And then I'm going to put up okay. another one with three pictures that I want you to tell me what's going on. Okay. All right. Okay, that was one, two, three. That was three different exorcisms, and the bottom right one where you see the spirit looking at me, that was during a healing circle. Okay. And what, what is it that's on that couch, like the the um, the top right? What What is that one? The, those are all from three separate uh, exorcisms that I did. I had spirit in me in all three of them. The first one, if you see, my arms are twisted outward. And right. 
yeah, that's just kind of like disturbing for me to look at. The one, the top right one that that I'm looking at, um, I don't remember. I, I don't remember when any of them were. Honestly, I've done so many of them, but each one of them, I had a different spirit in me, and uh, yeah, that, that's what you're seeing. I'm 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 in a 100% channeled state. The one on the bottom right, that was I was doing a healing circle, and that spirit that you see staring at me right next to me. Yeah. Um, not the little Dean Martin, the the actual spirit that's like kind of connected to me. Um, that was that's Doctor Raj, and that's a healer that I that I channel when I when I'm in a channel state and I do healing circles. And somebody got that picture, and that's one of my favorite pictures. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's a cool picture. I got I got some cool stuff too. Now there's three more. Um, mm-hmm. Are that that one the big one? Yes, creepy as hell. Now, well, what is that? that? That happened here on Staten Island. That was one of the three exorcisms that I would say was demonic. Okay, and I'd like to talk about that whole the whole demon thing when I'm when, when we get a chance. But um, that that was a spirit of a of a man that when he was alive was actually a clown and he was a child molester. And when I walked into the house, I seen him and I told everyone I said I see what looks like like an evil clown to me. And they were like, "Come on, Chris." And I said, "Just please, just take a picture." right in that corner. And I don't know how many pictures they took, but they did take a lot of pictures and one person got that and that's it. So that was that one. The one that looks like uh, a hand is holding my face. That was, um, I don't know if you remember Tamara that happened at her house when her daughter was being attacked by spirit. Um, and that was just, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but when uh, Tamara tells the story of that exorcism, she says that she feels it was a, the hand of God pulling spirit out of me. Now, can I confirm with, confirm that? No, I cannot because I don't remember it. But when I look at that picture, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's obviously something like attaching to my head. And the bottom right picture, that was years ago at uh, St. Andrew's Cemetery. And I went there with a family who wanted me to channel their grandmother. And when I channeled her, if you look at, if you were to like put that picture out and people blow it up, blow it up, half my face is me and half my face is not. And the crazy thing about that picture is when I was channeling her, she said, why is this guy bothering me? You know, wh- you know, wh- why, why are you guys here? You know, leave me alone. I want to rest. And I remember when I came out of trance, I felt like I, I had eaten meatballs and she was an old Italian lady. And they were like, yeah, well, she used to make the meatballs every Sunday. And I literally felt like I had meatballs in my mouth. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, that's crazy. So, all right. So, let's talk about um, demonology today. The demonologists that are out there. Your thoughts on okay. those, and what are you know? What's your take on? All well, my, my 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 take. Okay. Um. So everyone knows I've done 103 exorcisms. Okay. Of the 103, I would say that three of them were demonic. That's less than three percent. Okay, when you look at a lot of these ghost shows out there, you know, I don't want to mention any names, but a certain someone is always getting attacked and getting possessed and, you know, all that stuff, Zach Baggins. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, just, I have an issue it's, with Zach Baggins. I'm sorry. Did that, just, did that just slip? I'm sorry. I have an but, issue um, with that person because he thinks he's a superstar. And as I keep saying, he's never been on my show, so he ain't a superstar. Well, here, here's the thing about Zach, okay? I think he's become 
an investigator, but he's an actor. He's not. He's an actor, and that that's my opinion. I, I know people that know him and say he's a really nice guy. I know people that know him and say he's an asshole. And either way, I don't care. It's irrelevant to me. But what is relevant to me is the fact that you know people that watch his show, they idolize this guy. For better or for worse, they idolize him. And he's always being attacked by spirit. And he's getting possessed. And he's getting attached. And that causes hysteria. Okay? Now, look at me. I'm a legitimate spirit remover. And of 103 times that I've had to do that, only three I would consider to be demonic. It doesn't add up. So what you're seeing on TV a lot, in my opinion, is Hollywood. It's not real. It's them amping things up to, you know, for ratings. And I understand it. But it makes it very difficult because now everyone thinks that that they have demons. Oh, Chris, you got to come. There's demons in my house. No, it's it's not a demon, you know? Like that thing I played, that thing that sounds, you can't fight skulls. And the way that he sounded, you know, he's trying to make himself sound like a demon. Right. Spirits will make themselves bigger, better, you know, because they can do that. They learn how to do that, you know? Yeah. And, yes. Uh, well, what's interesting about spirit, especially the negative ones, like if you want to talk exorcism, you know, spirit never think that they're going to lose. They don't think that we as humans, the living, are on their level. We can't beat them, you know, and that's their mentality. And, you know, and it's still the opposite. It, it is. It, well, no, it isn't always the opposite, you know. You know, a lot of times they win. That That's why you have possessions. That's why you have attachments. That's why you have hauntings and stuff like that. But, you know, you get the right person in there that knows what they're doing. You could clear that space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the people that are going in the wrong situations, either drinking, doing drugs, not grounding, not chilling, right. you know, acting like Zach Bagans on an investigation, you know, and, and taunting and provoking. Yeah. Shit's going to happen to you, you know? So that's doing the wrong things for the wrong reasons. And yeah, right. it's going to bite you in the ass. All right. So then, you know, do you get what you deserve? Eh. But, but, it can be, but, but as a living, as a living though, you do really have more power than they do, you know? And, and it's the like, thing is, and I said it earlier, you have to know you're stronger. If yeah. you have any doubt when dealing with negative spirit, you're going to lose. Right. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but yeah. you're going to lose. You have to be positive. You have to know that you're stronger. You have to know that there's no way it can infiltrate. You have to be stronger than the spirit. You can't give them an inch because they'll take it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's why, like, when I'm the three removals um, that I worked with you on, um, the first one was like a learning thing for me, you know. Mm-hmm. But, Wow. Um, I did learn quite a bit and you, you know, and you told me what I need to do, you know, and you told me how to handle the situation and, you know, this could happen, that could happen, this could, you know, and we went over and over and over and over before we got there, you know, and so I knew exactly to keep my voice level, to keep the situation. But you're also a quick study and you already had like the mentality that you needed. Well, maybe, um, but you know, it's, it's through you're, you're a good teacher you're just a good teacher in general you're just a you know Thank you. Every, all the classes that you teach whether it's psychic development and all these other classes and i'll ask you about those when we're done um all these other classes about the candle magic and the mojo bags and all these other things that you teach it's amazing 
You know, it's like you know, thank you. This I love teaching. Teaching is what I love doing. He's he's great at it. You know. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. But but you do have to have that mentality if you're going to be doing spirit removal. Greg needs to have that level of you know self assuredness. You know. Yeah, you know you can't you can't be arrogant, but you you can be a little bit cocky. You can't be arrogant. You can't. The second you know ego takes over, you know. People will see it. People will know it, and they'll call you out on it. So it can't ever be about ego, right? Mom, ma, yeah, ma, ma. <laughs> you guys heard her, right? And she walked by. So yeah, I want to. I want to say hi, ma. I miss you, ma. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi. That's Miss Yes, yes. The poor, the poor woman that gets tortured. He used to chase her around the house with the snake, Prada. Yeah, no more snakes. Now we just, now just karate chopper. Oh my god! You guys were going to throw her in the pool. I'm like, oh my god! The we pool- threatened it. We would never do it. My mother, my mother almost drowned in two feet of water one time. We know better than to put her in the water. <laughs> you know better than to do a lot of things, but you do it anyway. <laughs> um, all right, so get back to like psychics and stuff, and and fakes and reels. Who who do you? Who do you like look up to, or is there someone that you look up to that's in the psychic? Um, in the psychic world, I look up to um, Joyce Keller first. She's an amazing woman and a phenomenal psychic. She actually gave most of the psychics today their start, you know, from back in the day with her with her radio show. Um, she's a very close personal friend of mine and someone I consider to be somewhat of a mentor. Um, I think James Van Prague is phenomenal. Uh, after that. That's about it. All right. Well, listen, like I was on the Montel Williams show with um, with Sylvia Brown. I got thrown off of that show. Um, she didn't like me very much. Uh, then I was on the on the uh, Maury Povich show five times, and there's a psychic on there, well, it used to be, called Jeffrey Wands, who – had he had me thrown off <laughs> the, the the Maury Povich show, so I, I guess I kind of clash with psychics. I, I don't know, but it just seems to be that that's what's been you know what what has happened in the past. Um, James Van Prague, I have a lot of respect for him. When I met him, um, I would say about I was married, so it had to be about twelve years ago at the Omega Institute. He was awesome. He he called me up on stage with him and had me do readings with him up on stage. And he didn't even know me. He just, he says, you with the blue eyes, get up here. <laughs> and he had me read with him, which I, I couldn't believe it. And then a year later, he invited me and this girl, Debbie Caruso, who has since passed from, from cancer. He invited us up for a pajama party at the Omega Institute. He says, come up. You guys are staying in my room. We're going to have psychic and paranormal night. We went up there in our pajamas in his room and did EVPs. We I did channeling because he's not a channel. He's like, go show me what you could do, Chris George. And I <laughs> and I did some channeling, and we got all psychic. And we had a lot. It was an amazing, amazing night. But I have a lot of respect for him. Awesome. He was very nice to me. Awesome. I miss. He's been doing a lot of Facebook lives. Have you seen that? Say again. He's been doing a lot of Facebook lives. Have you seen him? James Van Prague? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it at all. I but I, I, I do respect him. I think he's genuine. I think he's not yes. only is he a good psychic, he's a good guy. 
You see, yeah. a lot of these psychics out there, and I'm not going to mention any names. I honestly won't. They, you know, they're good at what they do, but personally, that a lot of them aren't. A lot of them aren't what they seem. You know, are they good psychics? Yeah, they are. Sylvia <laughs> Brown, she had a moment where she was really good. She had a moment where she wasn't. Um, you know, uh, all of them. They all have their moments. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and psychically, they're all good at what they do, but a lot of them personally aren't aren't very nice. To be quite honest with you. Then I have a question: When somebody comes to you, say me, if you didn't know me from all the well, and I said, right. "Okay, I'm um, um, I'm getting these things. I'm a, I'm psychically inclined, or I'm," and you realize that that I'm not. Do you get that? Does did, how did you know? Like, can you tell if somebody's you know, shining you on? Do your guides yeah, help you with that? I, mean, I, 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 I teach psychic development class, okay? And I, I, I had this kid. He's not a kid. I mean, maybe he wasn't a kid. He came to me and he just bragged about how psychic he was and he was trying to take over my class and teach my class. And I was like, this guy, he's a great actor. He was a great actor. But he didn't have a psychic anything in him. You know, it was all about a show. And... And I called him out on it, at, not in front of everybody. At the end of the class, I told him, I said, you know what? I said, you put on a good show. I said, but you're not welcome here anymore. You, you know, I think that you came here, you know, to practice your acting skills. I said, I don't appreciate it. I said, in my opinion, you make, you're making a mockery of what I do, and I don't appreciate it. You got to go. And I never, I never worked on him. I never fought him again. Hmm. And here, you want to hear the interesting thing? This is the craziest part of the story. That same guy, my partner here, Went to the Chrysler Mansion, okay, to do to do an investigation. He was a psychic, and he's not even psychic. Oh. And he said, "I remember, I remember the video." He said something like, "You know, you gotta the the, the spirits they can bless you. They can bless you. Um, you gotta be nice because they can bless you. They can give you blessings like you can't even imagine." I'm thinking to myself, this guy is absolutely, I mean, insane. And he was on a YouTube video with Greg. Doing an investigation at the Chrysler Mansion that was televised, and I'm like, how the hell did this guy, who is not a psychic, he's an actor at not even a really good one, and he's the one who's who's the? I, it just kind of blew me away. It was a kid I threw out of my psychic development class. It kills me about all these freaking shows. It's I swear to God, you know, it's like with what you do, with what I do, hell, with some of the other. Right gotten is like phenomenal like i've got 15 apparitions walking right and and that excites me right and then you see them get a little freaking blob on a flare it's like really i got freaking roy walking down the hall of rolling hills i got that grabbing the boob i got all these great great things right and i'm like and these people are going oh did you hear that it said hey <laughs> you know, it's like I get conversations, right? I don't. It just it boggles my mind how some of these people get these shows. But it's like you got to know somebody to know somebody to know somebody. You know, yeah. like, I can't yeah. Hollywood. And then once you get on there, you know, and then it's like like why John Zappas left. You know, right? And him to do this and do that and do, and he won't. So he, walked. you know, the the whole thing about especially with, with on the psychic part of things. You know, the, the frauds. That's that's a big issue with psychics. You know, what Greg and I are doing, a part of what we're doing on the second site investigations, and if you don't mind, I'd like to bring him back on so he could say it. Um, and I think you're going to be interested in this because you would be like, okay, Chris, you're a psychic. Is this really what you're going to do? But it is. 
Come here, Greg. Explain to them. Hi, Greg. I just wanted to say one thing before, Greg, you speak. Remember when we, we drove up to the Chrysler Mansion because I was at your house one time? And right yes. outside the door, right outside yeah. the door, we were watching deer because I had my flare, like I'm the queen of the flare, right? So I had my flare, we are watching the deer out in the yard at the Chrysler Mansion. And all of a sudden I'm looking, there's a friggin' body standing right next to the car. It was awesome. It was I'm awesome. Cool. I got all the pictures of it and everything. And it's like, there's nobody there. I mean, we are on the side of the road and it's just us in the car. We didn't get out of the car. It can't be a reflection on the car because I'm taking the picture out the window and it's right standing next to us. Big fat. Yes, it was awesome. Oh Unbelievable. Um, um, Explain to them what we're going to be doing with, with, with this as well. All right, so um, you're driving driving around Manhattan, and you see those little sidewalk signs, you know, the little A-frame, and they, and they flap it around. They say $5 readings. Um, psychic, come inside. And then, of course, you know, the window's all decorated. There's a chandelier. There's lights. There's neons flashing. And um, the person invites you in. You sit on the velvet chair, and um, you give them $5 for a reading. And then they tell you um, – you have attachments. You have a generational yeah. curse. That's that's the big thing that they say. A generational curse. You'll never find love. There's a curse on your family. And I've you're going to have to give me money, and I'll put it on, on the altar, and uh, I'll burn candles. And then they want to sell you their crystals. And Well, selling the crystals is the problem. The problem is when they're like, you got to give me $3,000 to make a wax figure to get this curse off you. It's fraud. Or three thousand dollars for a for a crystal. Yeah. So, you know, and then what happens is a lot of these, some of these people are um, they're uh, they're in town, they're on vacation, and um, then they go they walk in to the police department with their accent, and they explain that they got swindled, because this is it's a deception crime, and a lot of times if the if the the police won't give it a full investigation, they'll mark it off as a civil, like it's an exchange of money. You were given a price, and you paid it, and now um, that's on you. But th- that's that's not true. It, it is a deception crime. It is in the penal law. And what I'm going to do um, is uh, we're going to we're going to start looking at cases like this. And if there's if there's a way that we could prove wrongdoing and a pattern of it, then um, we're going to go go back to the county district attorney. And we're going to present it to them. And, and, and demand that um, justice gets done and arrest us. Right, and, and what and what that does, what that does is it makes the legitimate psychics more legitimate. Yep. Yeah. Doris, Doris is saying, hey, Gina B and C. George in the house. That's right. That's it. That's right. The duo is back together, dynamic duo. But <laughs> these, are the, these are the guys, are, oh, where are they? Over here, down here. These are the guys you're going to watch now, all right? They're going to be working together, Doris. They're going to be doing some incredible things. They're going to put up a new page and a new website and a new all this stuff. Second site investigations? Yeah, second, second site investigations. investigations. And, yeah, so you're going to follow them, follow what they're going to be doing. Um, pretty cool stuff. I mean, Greg, that's awesome. I'm glad that that's going to happen. Gina, it's great. great to see you. Thanks for having me. Hey, of course. I miss you guys. How's Jen? Jen's great. She's right here. Jen, Jen's here. Oh, wait, wait. Can, can, do, I don't know if you want to do this. Do you guys want to hear? But we got to do this, the short version. You're going to sing? Hi. Hi. How are you? I haven't seen you in so long. I know. I miss you. Do you want to hear a great story? Yes. All right. But you got to you gotta keep it. Yes. You can't make it 
the the twenty minute version. You gotta make it the you know the five minute version. How you guys met? Okay. So so Greg was the detective on my case. My husband was a victim of a homicide back in two thousand and eight, and um, he passed away. And uh, Greg was the detective. So what happened was uh, I met Chris through my in laws, who Chris actually channeled my husband who had passed away, and my in laws were. Um, were blown away by Chris and how, you know, well he was able to contact my husband and find out things about my husband and everything. So they had a picnic and my in-laws were like, well, the psychic would like to speak with you. And I was like, oh, I don't believe in psychics. Ah, they're all, you know, full of shit and, you know, all that. And uh, they're like, no, come, you know, he really wants to speak with you. I said, okay. So I go to the picnic and I sit down with Chris and I says to him, I says, you know, am I going to meet anybody? You know, what's going on? You know, this and that. And now it was like two years after my husband had passed. And um, he says to me, yeah, he goes, actually, uh, the guy that you're going to be with, you know, he's like right under your nose. And I'm like, who could this be? Because I was on a few dating sites and I didn't really, you know, nothing really stood up, you know, stood out like to who, you know, this person could be. So he says, yeah, he goes, you know, you're going to be with this guy. And I said, well, you have to be a little more descriptive and help me out here. And, and he I said, described him. He described. And what she Greg said, no like. way. And the guy that he described, I said, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think that that's for me. You know, facial hair and then, you know, light eyes, light hair. I said, no, that's not my type. I'm sorry. He goes, I'm telling you, within a week, something's going to happen. Something's going to come about and you're going to know that that's the guy. I said, yeah, okay, whatever, right? I go home, a week goes by. Um, so what happened when I had, uh, I was on a dating site and I had somebody that was texting me like 600 text messages because I decided not to meet him. So I called up Greg and I got nervous because the guy said he was going to come to my house. And he said he knew my IP address and all this crazy stuff. So I uh, told Greg, you know, this guy's, you know, looking to come here, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, uh, Greg ends up checking on me uh, like a week later and says to me, you know, what have you been doing? You know, everything okay? That guy contacting you? I said, no, not anymore. You know, whatever you did, thank you. So he goes, you know, you've been going out? I said, no, no, not really. Uh, but actually, I'm just going to go out this Friday. He goes, oh, well, can I come meet you? And I said, um, yeah, sure. You could bring some of your sexy detective friends with you because I didn't like him. <laughs> and he goes, uh, no, I'm not going to share you. And I said, oh. why? So now I thought about it and his description fit what Chris told me. Wow. So I was so wow. scared and taken back. And uh, about yeah. a month later, we had a, a party right. for my in-laws. I had a 50th anniversary party and Chris was there. And was sitting in the back of the restaurant, and I had invited Greg because my in-laws had said, oh, invite that detective. He's so nice. He helped us out. He did such a good job. I said, I really don't want to invite him. I don't want him to think that I like him. You know, like, I was, I was very nervous. And um, they're like, no, invite him. I invited him, and me and Chris are sitting in the back of the room, and I'm telling Chris about that I think I know who the guy is. And Chris goes, oh, really? You, you know, you know who he is? I'm like, yeah. You and know, then just, he walked in, I said, that's him. Yep. Yep. He walked in and I looked up and I grabbed Chris and I was like, uh, the guy's here. And he goes, where? I said, him. He goes, yep, that's the guy you're going to be with. And here we are 10 years later. Right? Honest to God, I love you guys. It's unbelievable. It was crazy. You know it's what, just, just, you heard it from me. All right. If you have not heard <laughs> sing, holy shit, this girl <laughs> sings. All right. She oh, just singing. Sings. Yes. We'll do that another time. <laughs> you can sing. Damn, you should be on the voice oh. or something, you know. You, Thank you, Gina. Awesome. We gotta have another power party. 
I know, I know, I know, I know. We do. We gotta. We gotta. That'll come. That'll come. That'll come. Good night, girls. Well, hey, it was great to see you, Jen. Awesome. Great to see you guys. Ah, Take care. Bye. Bye. Greg, we have a question in the chat room. Which one? Okay, Chrissy Ann. Chris, do you believe in curses? Oh yes. Yeah, I do. I believe the woman who came here today, I believe it had something to do with Santeria. I believe a Santoro put a, a, a little zingara on her. Right, explain, yeah. Yeah. explain what that is. I'm Canadian. Well. A Santoro is, um, there's a religion called Santeria, um, and it's a beautiful religion, but, you know, and it can be a beautiful religion, but there's a lot of um, Santoros, which are like their high priest or priestess, and um, it's not always what you're seeing. And, and I'll tell you this, I, of all the exorcisms I've done, I think about 30 of them would directly link to Santeria. Cool. You know, in, in the front of the store, they have all the, you know, the religious articles and, the, you know, that type of stuff. And in the back of the store, the chop it off chicken's heads. And next thing you know, you know, you got an issue. Okay. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's it's like people who hear the word voodoo and they think all the negative connotations, but it's not. No. No. Well, voodoo, the thing with voodoo, voodoo can be very loving. It can be very loving. It can be very evil. It can, it's like I always use the same analogy, and Gina, you've heard this before. I think you've even said this. You know, a scalpel, you put it in, in a killer's hand and it's a weapon. You put it in a surgeon's hand and it's a beautiful tool. So, exactly. you know, it's the same thing. There's good and evil in everything. You know, yes. we used to have Joe Robichaud on on all the time. And yes. and he he would say all about voodoo, hoodoo, all well, fairy folklores and all kinds of things. He was like, you know, he's down in New Orleans now with Jojo. Jojo's in New Orleans. She wants us to have a power party down there. She wants us to go down there and have a big event, you know, a big um ghost hunt event. We should. We should. Because um, you know, Bob, you know me. I'm. I. I almost never say no. So I know we should. We should like for next year try to set up a thing so we can go like Myrtle Plantation where we can have a séance and we can have a big investigation. Because man, that would be. I'm awesome. in. I would love it. I mean, I. You know, I, I want to go down absolutely with Bob. You know, and have all our equipment and do all our stuff. But man, to have you there, you know, to do what you do and and the cycle, uh, the channeling and the psychic stuff and the and the séance that would be awesome that would be awesome so i agree so yeah we'd have to hi steve we would have to set that up um early you know mm -hmm. and try to get that going so that would what was the name of that mansion again uh burn bray or or the chrysler which one the one that gina just said in new orleans oh, oh that was on uh, the uh, myrtle plantation yeah yeah, well, one of the you know, there's a billion places down there. You know, mm -hmm. the Myrtle Plantation is really well known. So yes, yeah, Jojo is supposed to look up a whole bunch of different things for me, and um, yeah, and this Jody Delvecchio, Jody Toes Delvecchio says yes, there's a lot of spirits in New Orleans, and yes, there are many, many. Um, it's I, I have a quick question on that name, Toes. Jody, um, because yes. because I'm the godfather of psychic mediums, we yes. we formed what's known as the Paramafia. Uh, right. Gina is the Parafox, then we have Tom, who's Genghis Tom Belesi, and and uh, Jody, she's one of the enforcers. We call her Toes del Vecchio because she's got the nicest toes in the paranormal community. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
There's all of us right there. This was at Tom's wedding. So that's Genghis Tom and Joy. We're, we're recreating our caricatures poses here at Tom's wedding. And um, yeah, and Jody, <laughs> poor, poor Jody. She didn't like her pictures being taken and stuff, and especially of her feet. <laughs> Chris would be going, no matter where we were, taking pictures of her feet and her, you know, her toes and posting them. He made a big, huge poster. <laughs> we made a poster that we that we raffled off at Paraparty. Yeah. We all signed it. Yep, yeah. And um and she and that is that the one that went to um I think Doris. To Doris. Is that is that the one that she got? Doris. I think so. She said she still has the poster, and I'm just wondering if that was the one because that's funny. That is funny. Oh my god, we had so much. We had so much fun. We we always do. We have so much fun every time we get together. Anyway, yes. You know, but there was something I wanted to ask you about. Oh, um, speaking of like spirit removals and things, and all those pictures and everything that was up there. What was the like most difficult one, or the the hardest case, or the most difficult spirit? I mean, if those are all different things, then then. Give me the most difficult one happened. It, it started the day before Easter, and then it went into Easter. It was about 17 hours. Um, I walked into the house, and when I went into the bedroom, uh, it was just it, it was the most unbelievable thing I'd ever seen. It was like a movie. It was literally like like The Conjuring. I walked in there. There was a little boy that that guided me to the bedroom, which I, I'd never been to the house before. I had no idea what bedroom I had to go to. This little boy directed me, a spirit, into this room. When I got there, she, I remember this woman had, this girl had these trees with, like, um, necklaces hanging, and they were all moving. And we walked in there, and everybody went, oh, my God. That little boy turned into about a seven-foot, half-dog, half-human-looking thing, and that's one of the three that were demonic. Um, it was a 17-hour exorcism, wow. by far the hardest exorcism I've ever done. Um, I had flu-like symptoms for six days. My whole team, there was about six people there. They all had flu-like symptoms for three days, and they were just in the room with me. So <laughs> that that was pretty pretty intense. Wow. I just put up a picture here. <laughs> now, Doris said it's the three of us in the bathroom. Now, oh God, is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> is that the one, Doris? That was funny. Yep, <laughs> you in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, so cute. Oh, we do. We Mary do. Jane says scary. <laughs> they are like my brothers. I mean, Chris is like he is. He's like my little brother. You know, I'll protect him till the day I die. So if anyone goes, you know, this little one. Vice versa. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> but yes, we have uh, we have had some funny, funny, funny times. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Doris, this that is funny. So that that's the poster that we made. That's hilarious. Mm. So, so how did you guys meet? Me, me we, we met at um, Salem Con, the first one. Yep, yep. And she ran up on me, scared the hell out of me. You know, um, I was like, "Who is this crazy girl?" And you know, it, 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 I, I'm still to this day so frightened of that moment. <laughs> flip that, flip that. I was standing there and I was talking to um, Victor and someone. They were standing next to each other, side by side. Who was it, Victor and someone? Rachel Hoffman was there. 
was it Rachel at the time when you came running? I think it was Rachel. Yeah. All of a sudden he did. He came running across the room and he like put his arms around Victor and it wasn't Rachel. I can't remember. I think so. But, but yeah. And then he like came zooming in, like his face was about two inches away. He's like, Hey, what are you, you know, the eyes broken out. (laughs) (laughs) And we became friends that minute. Uh, oh my god and then he started laughing and then victor started saying oh this is my co-host second sight blah 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 you know because i knew victor okay and, wait, 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 wait. he was my co-host yes yes because yes. <laughs> i knew victor. <laughs> i i understood the concept right but but yeah and then we started talking and then um yeah and then we've been friends ever since and i think the next year yes, we have doing you know uh salem con together you know so we started cng productions we did all our stuff together our parapsychic events and it's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's like an instant you know just like an instant bond an instant mm-hmm. family you know like we were friends we were friends immediately yeah. yeah yeah and i feel like i've known him my whole life like he's my brother you know um, yeah you know yeah. And that's it. so yep Okay. We oh, have a question yeah. in the chat room from Mary Jane. How far are how far out are you for re- for readings, Chris? Um, I I have next week. I'm all booked. The week after that, I do readings all day in the morning and in the evening. If I have to do an afternoon, I will. I'm doing them all on instant messenger, FaceTime. Um, yeah, if they want a reading, just inbox me, friend me. Inbox me and I'll and I'll get you all scheduled. I'm doing about right now. I'm doing about twenty readings a week. Cool. All right. So let's talk about then. Let's talk about the classes and stuff that you do now. How yes, are you classes and and what's like? Uh, what's your favorite class to teach? Well, I can't. I haven't taught it in a while. It's my psychic development class because you know I like to do that in person. And until this quarantine is done, I, I really can't. So what I do is every Friday night I teach a, a spell class. I teach two spells. Every Friday night, um, it's only $40 a person. We do it on Zoom. I do with my friend Patricia, um, and the classes are phenomenal. We've done them eight weeks in a row. Uh, tomorrow night, we canceled it. We're taking a break, um, but then we'll be doing it again next next um, Friday. It's usually about two hours from 8 to 10, and like I said, it's, it's really it's a lot of fun. We teach a lot, and the spells are phenomenal. Um, and this Sunday... For those of you that are interested, I'm doing Zoom readings, um, what I call psychic pokers, when I have like seven, eight, nine decks of tarot cards, and um, people ask me questions, and I read the cards, okay? If you ask me a question and the cards are telling me something else, I'll tell you, hold on to your question for the next time. Let me tell you what the cards are telling me. I'll read them, and then I'll go to the next person. And that's going to be this Sunday from uh, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. I mean, eight, 8 to 9 Eastern Standard Time, and it's $30 a person. Um, you pay or me on Venmo or, or PayPal, and it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. That's cheap for what you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an hour. I mean, yeah. so, you know, and, and I don't know how many people are going to be there. After your it's, show. It's after fun. Mother's show. Yeah. So and for those of you who aren't my friend, send me a friend request. Let me know you want to be part of the, the Psychic Night on Sunday. I will add you to the instant messenger group for it. And um, about 15 minutes before, 20 minutes before, I'll put the link in. And you just join. And around 8, 8.15, whatever, we'll start. And it'll go on for about an hour. Everyone gets to ask me questions. It's round table. So I go around to every single person. You'll probably get to ask me 
four to five questions a piece. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, I have a question. It's yeah. rare. Um, I really suck at asking questions when I when I go to shows or, or psychics and I say, well, what a question. And I know I make people ask me questions anyway. Um, I suck at questions because I know when I'm asking you a question, I get an answer in my head. And I, to me, that's my, it, it could be the exact same thing you're going to give me, but it's my one-sided mind. So if somebody comes to you and says, I want a reading, but just a general, because I can't. Then I'll, give it. Then I'll tell you what, then I'll tell you what the cards say. Mm. Oh, they're really insane. Um, the cards he has too, they're, they're all different. They're so yeah. unique. I've never seen anything like it. And, and he'll be, he'll say, all right, you tell me when to stop. You know what I mean? He'll flip cards and you say, stop. And then he'll, he'll go and go, nope, you need two more. You know what I mean? And put down two more. And, and then it's like, pick a deck. You pick a deck. No, no, no. You want this one, and then you pick up this. So, so it's like you know, it, he's getting the information, so it's going to come out yeah. the way it's supposed to. Yeah, it's a lot and of it, fun, and yeah. it, and it intrigues me. I've never seen you do it, but I have spoken about you doing the po- psychic poker readings um, because I do a solitaire reading, and I said mm-hmm. I cannot play poker to save my life. Want to see play poker to see Chris? Yeah, well, when, when people hear that I do psychic poker, they're like, but I don't know how to play poker. I said, do you know how to ask a question? Then you can play. I do yeah. everything else. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's just a reading. It's just the name of it. You know what I mean? Because it's cards, yeah. you know, but it's not, it's not. Um, it's, yeah, not but I use like eight cards. decks, yeah. nine decks sometimes. Different cards. How many decks do you have? I got about 40, but I use, you know, maybe 20 of them on the regular. I switch them up a little bit depending on what I'm doing. They all talk to me a little bit differently. Yeah, I just took out the uh, steampunk ones that you gave me a long time ago. And we were yeah, in- those were very expensive. Those were given to me as a gift, okay? And they didn't speak to me, but she loves steampunk. And I, yeah. if I remember right, they were like $350 for that for that deck. And I said, I'm, if they as beautiful, and they were so beautiful. They were big cards like this. Mm-hmm. And I said, as beautiful as they are, they just don't speak to me. So I gave them to her. You know, I gave a bunch of them away. I know she wants. Mama wants me to leave her all my, all my. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always said when when you know when when the time comes that she passes, she's got to put little stickers, you know, get those little name tag things. Go, this belongs to Mama. If in, <laughs> in, in, in circumstances, this is Mama. I want I want one of all my, all my little, physical things. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and one fox, one fox, one fox. Well, oh, well, she's got plenty. I got yeah. <laughs> World records come in here one of these days, and uh, yeah, but you know when we talk about the classes, I got to tell you something. I love teaching the um, the spell classes. They're so much fun, and you know they're really in depth, and they're not like these little cheesy little spells. These these are like in depth, and they're a lot of fun, and and they work, especially if your intent is really pure and and focused. You know the the results are pretty um pretty incredible. Right. And candle magic. I think the candle magic is really- well, I teach that in, I teach that in my class. I teach that in my spell class. Almost I would say seventy percent of the spells I teach have candles attached to them. Candles, jars, um there's it, it you have no idea. The the classes are fantastic. Oh the naughty ones are funny. Yeah, there's some there's some pretty crazy um cards. Like but he asked me one at one of the things that we were doing. He said, all right, here, you sit down. You tell me what these cards say for, um, I think it was Antoinette, you know? 
and it and he says because he says he looks at them and it's like a little movie playing out it is you know i sat down and i saw these cards and i was like well you know you're 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 not you're avoiding something and you could see it i'm like you're not making the right decision you're not you're not taking this turn you know it's like you could see all these things were in these different cards and you could really see it it was really cool but yeah those were his cards and that was a one-time deal (laughs) but you you did a good job you did a good job i remember that was at your house yeah yep so that was neat, you know, but yeah. Christian says, I've done it twice. He's amazing. I'm assuming she's talking about your, your. Do you still have poker. that? Yeah. The, so okay. Do you still have that video? Because I think that was, um, I had that video on the computer that died. That I have it. Me. Oh, you got to send that to me again. So we got a video of him selling how he does it. And I'll send it. I'll send it to your inbox. Good. Good. We'll share that because because uh, okay. if you guys have not seen him do the psychic poker, seriously, when he does it, sign up, do the Zoom classes, you know, and then once all this crap is over, you know, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to have an event at my house. We're gonna have to. Whenever, know? whenever you're ready, you know, you yeah. what are you living out two hours away? I'll be there. Yeah, I know. Now I live closer to you, and so then I have yeah, to, you know, and I don't see you, but yeah. I mean, we we could do um we could have an investigation here at night plus psychic poker. We we should do an event here. Absolutely, I'm all in. Cool beans. And I'll be there on the internet. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We'll we'll just you know we'll Skype you in in the corner. <laughs> have you sit there. Um, yeah, so like pencil tuckians, <laughs> you know. Um, but it would be fun, and I because I, I miss it too. I mean, just to, to watch him is pretty amazing on what he does. Uh, what else do you want to know? Mama's the one. I know everything about you inside out. Up, you know. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> what would be your dream location to not only do yeah. an investigation yeah. with Tina, but to do your connection with spirit? One that you haven't done. I want to go um, to the island in Italy. Was a Provilia, um, and I want to go to Island of the Dolls. That's my dream. I also want to go to Experimentation, which is in, in uh, China. They did human ex- experiments, experiments on humans there. Okay. Yeah, I would love to. Those three places are the three places I would love to go. Island of the Dolls, put me there with one or two people and leave me for about a week. I would be in heaven. Nope, I don't want to go there. It's too small. It's too buggy. It's too swampy. It's like, nope, no thank you. But I do want to go to Pavilia. I, yeah, I, I would kill to go there. That's the me too. island. That's you know. so. Uh, tell me about Pavilion. Oh my God! Well, there's a huge building on there. They dumped everybody in there. Everybody was sick of leprosy <coughs> and everything else. They just dumped these people there, and they all died there. And it's just the most haunted location ever. It's insane. They say it's one of the most haunted places in the world. Yeah, it's insane. And it was actually for sale a couple of years back. I think that was. I don't think that was right. I, I really don't. I don't know. I saw it. I, maybe it wasn't true. Maybe it was a hoax. I don't know. Uh, two hours south for me is two towns away. What is David? Um, <laughs> Dave lives in Australia. Oh, he's not. Well, this is in Italy. Yeah. Is in, in, by Italy. I want to go to Italy in the worst worst possible way. Um, but I, uh, now I lost it. I wanted to ask you something. Come on, Chris. What is it? <laughs> What is I'm that? sending you vibes. Come on. Think uh, of it. Uh, 
Damn it. Okay. What is with you while you're while she's thinking? Let's see if I get this one. What is it with you and cigars? <laughs> you, you know, you know what? It's 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 a it's a mindset. It's it, it relaxes me. Um, I think it's cool as shit. I enjoy it. I feel um, when I'm just kicking back with a couple of my paisans, just sitting back having a cigar, a glass of scotch. It just it it just puts me in a good mood. Okay. I just I love it. You still always have cigars after we get done an investigation. I haven't I haven't yeah. had a cigar in a long time. As soon as this as soon as this interview is done, I'm going outside. I have my little second sight cigar club. Okay, and we're gonna go have a cigar and talk well, about the show. Do videos from there. I, I I started doing videos, yeah. yeah I actually right. bought, um, I don't know when it's coming, maybe a couple of weeks, um, a sign that says Second Psychic Cigar Club that I'm hanging outside, all right? I got some special uh, scotch glasses that say Second Sight Cigar Club established 2020, you know? Oh. Yes, it's my little lounge. Hmm. I don't know if Blog Talk's having an issue or not. Something just popped up on the screen, but I'm, I'm hoping blog talk is still going um i i don't know um you know what i i, I know the question all right when we were when we were um co-host second site and uh who was your favorite guest that we had sorcerer's cagliastro hands down nobody has ever been as good as her and very very close second i shouldn't say close second i should say one and one a would be uh michelle arbo absolutely adore her I think she's phenomenal, uh, but Sorceress Cagliastro um, is a different, cut from a different cloth. She's one of the most intelligent women I've ever known, uh, I've ever spoken to, um, and what she, what she does is, I mean, it's, it's different, it's pretty amazing, um, and she makes no apologies for her beliefs, and I respect her. I respect her a lot. She's the woman, eight, about eight years ago, after I had her on my show for like the fifth time, uh, she's probably been on my show about 15 times. Um, she, she said, she called me on Skype and she said, you know, I don't like anybody. She goes, in fact, I hate people. She says, but there's something about you that I just feel a, a connection to you. And I, that made me feel proud because she's yeah. not that type of person, you know? So she saw something in me and she said, I see what goes on on Facebook with you. You know, there are people that really love you and there are people that really take advantage of you. And, you know, as badass as you can be, you know, you're a softie sometimes. She says, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice if you will allow me to give it to you. And I said, absolutely. Okay. She said, you need to edit your life every single day of your life. And I said, well, what do you mean? She says, if somebody doesn't belong there, get rid of them. If they're not adding to your life, if they're negativity is bringing you down if they're using you in any way get rid of them and i started doing it that day that day and i, I remember you know gina will remember this i had a friend his name was anthony and he was a really close friend of mine but yeah. the guy basically used me every single day for psychic, yeah. for psychic stuff and it got to the point where i said you know you're not my friend. You call me, you tell me how much you love me, how much you love my family. But it was all about you. And, you know, you never call just to say hi. You called for psychic every single time. And I told him, I said, you know what? You don't belong in my life anymore. And and I cut him out of my life. And I've been doing that for the last eight years. And I'll tell you what, if you if you look, very little negativity in my life. Very little. 
I, I just don't accept it. And I just kind of get rid of it. So I edit my life every single day. And she is one of the most amazing, amazing guests you can ever have on a show. She's controversial. She's articulate. Um, she's magical. She's she's but pretty she does, amazing. But she does blood magic. So that's what... She does blood magic. Oh, she uses sorry. her own blood in magic. And she works hand in hand with demons. Yes, that's what she does. Right. So, yeah. She and does She does what's known as retribution spells. So, still, say somebody still, rapes a kid and he or she gets off. She does, like, if the parents contacted her, she would do what's known as retribution spells. So, she would only use it against somebody that's really bad. So, and she makes no apologies for what she believes in or what she does. And if you sit and have a conversation with her, by the end of the two hours, you'll be like, wow, you won't even believe some of the things she says. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Did, oh, and Michelle Obo, I mean, I know you've had her on the show. Michelle is the number one numerologist in the world. The woman is amazing. Oh, my God. She's so amazing at numerology that she comes off as a psychic. That's how good she is. Yep. You got I, I've asked her to be on my show, and at the moment she's like super busy, so she says not right now. But so I said, okay, I'm gonna keep bugging. Oh, yeah, she, keep up with her because she she'll blow you away. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah. She every time she comes on, I have like fifty thousand people ready, you know. So I'm just banging yeah. out the numbers to her, and she just bangs out these readings one after the other, the other. And it's like some of the people can have the same birthday, it's the same, you know, right times and everything, and they're completely different readings. It's yep. just it's crazy. It's crazy the way she, how good she is. And um, yeah, so Mary Jane says she's taking a class. I actually ordered her thing, her class. Um, Mary Jane is taking a couple of my magic classes. Nice. Oh, nice. And uh, Jojo says, yum, Michelle. <laughs> Jojo, you're funny. Um, but all right. Yeah. So what about like Stephen Popiotech? You see him anymore? Stephen Popiatek is another pretty amazing guy, but not everybody can understand him. He speaks on a whole different level. He works on different realms, and the things he says are extremely interesting, but the average person won't understand it. He yeah. speaks in different... I don't even know how to explain it. He doesn't speak on this level. He speaks in different realms, and things that come into him are just so peculiar but the guy's absolutely amazing as well. And a, and a very close personal friend of mine. Yeah. So is that, but is Sorceress, is she still in Manhattan? No, she moved. I think she's upstate somewhere now. Oh, wow. Is she still doing it? I actually just ordered her, a book, her book for my daughter. Really? Oh, your yeah. daughter's gifted now. Nicole, Nicole um, bought a book from her. Fell in love with it, so I bought her another book from her. Wow, really cool. Yeah, my, my daughter's the witchy one. My daughter's the one, you know, who's into the all the spells and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw the video with her in the haunted house. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah the, the doll and everything else, and she's like, yeah, she's fearless. She's like... Yeah, fearless. Yeah, definitely, definitely. She's like you. So, Mama, what else do you want to know? We're, we're like, we, we got two minutes. Um, no, well, I think, um, I think there's a problem with your Skype, with your thing, because according to my talk, we've been on 90, oh, 90, 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Okay. Gosh, I had one question now. Okay. Um, 
Worst investigation and why? Anything without Gina, we know. I've never had a bad investigation. Um, I, I I can't honestly, I, I can't answer that. I don't I don't think I've ever had an investigation that I didn't think was at, at least good. I, I, yeah, every investigation I've ever been on has produced something. So. Like, I like the Shanley. I'm going back uh, July 18th. I have 30 people spending the night there with me. So, you know, I, I like the Shanley. But um, as far as a bad investigation, I don't think I've ever had one. Cool beans. Well, listen, we, we're, 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 we're out of time. So yeah. thank you so much. You and Greg, I wish you the best of luck, everything you do. Thank you. Uh, we'll set up something for my house. Um, honestly, just thank you for being here. And uh, you know It's what? always my pleasure. Anytime you... You're in a pinch and a guest cancels. Just let me know. I'll pop on. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Aww. That's so sweet. All right. Well, good night. Good night, everyone. E. George. C. E. George. All right. Go and friend request. All right. Ciao. See you next Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good evening and welcome to the Fox Den. I am Gina B in the place to be, P. Fox, the paranormal princess herself, Gina Bankston. And with me is my beautiful butterfly babe, the magical, the mystical Mama D. And we are here every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to bring you a variety of guests to entertain you and to help you in any way we possibly can. Thank you for joining us and please share our feeds. All right, everybody, please share the feeds. Like it said, please go to the YouTube, like, and subscribe, and uh, go find Chris on his Facebook page. And as soon as his new site is up, we'll make sure that everybody gets all those yep. books that they need. And we appreciate you all. And buonanotte. Right on.